0: First, some words from the past. If any be lovers of God, let them rejoice in this beautiful and radiant feast. If any be faithful servants, let them gladly enter into the joy of their Lord. If any be are wearied with fasting, let them now reap their reward. Let no one lament their poverty, for the universal kingdom has been revealed. Let no one weep for their sins, for the light of forgiveness has risen from the grave. Let no one fear death, for the death of the Savior has set us free. He has destroyed death by undergoing death. He has despoiled hell by descending into hell. It received a body and encountered God. It received earth and confronted heaven. It received what it saw and was overpowered by what it did not see. O death, where is your sting? O hell, where is your victory? Christ is risen and you are cast down. Christ is risen and the demons are fallen. Christ is risen and the angels rejoice. Christ is risen and life reigns in freedom. Christ is risen and the grave is emptied of the dead. These are ancient words from the Easter sermon given by St. John Chrysostom, one of the great lights of the universal church written all the way back in the fourth century and traditionally read on this day at the climax of the Orthodox Pascha liturgy every Easter. They remind us again this happy morning that Easter is the greatest celebration of hope for all of us and for the entire world. It is the gospel of the gospel, the good news of the good news. And we receive it joyfully again this morning after our 40-day fast of Lent, after walking with Christ on the way of the cross through Holy Week, after witnessing the love that washed the disciples' feet on Monday, Thursday, and after experiencing the lash and the rod, the nails and the hardwood of the cross on Good Friday. Over the last week in this church, we have been experiencing with Christ those hard parts of life which all of us as human beings must eventually face. For all of us one day say goodbye to friends and family. All of us will watch someone we love hurt and mistreated. All of us will have to stand by and witness someone we care about growing sick and frail. And every one of us personally will have our own difficult roads and frightening moments that impact and change our life that pull the rug out from under us. We will be like St. Peter, and we will probably deny someone that we love. We will be like the Blessed Virgin Mary or like Mary Magdalene and have our hearts broken when someone we care about is taken from us. We, like the disciples, will be horrified by something we never dreamed about. We all know that what Jesus felt is a possibility for all of us as human beings to feel as well. What Jesus lived and touched is what all of us will one day have to live and touch ourselves. And even after all of that was accomplished and finished on Good Friday. All of those things amongst the living and the human beings, all of those things touched and enveloped. Jesus didn't stop there with his effort to go to every place that we might someday have to go. The story that comes from yesterday, Holy Saturday, the day that came after the crucifixion and after Jesus' body was wrapped in a shroud and placed in the tomb in the garden is a day when the church believes that Jesus, the Son of God, even descended into the depths of darkness to hell to save those who had come before him. That idea has shocked modern Christians so much that few churches even acknowledge it today. How could the Son of God die and go to hell. But for over a thousand years, there was no question about this fact in Christianity. No question because the death on the cross was known and understood to be the full payment for the sins of the whole world, physical as well as spiritual. All the world above and all the world that was below. And hell and the ancient understanding was beneath the creation in darkness and doom. It is the final place where that death and sin were ultimately connected. So if that were the case, and if Jesus was set on touching every place of fear and pain we human beings can experience and face and descend into, then Jesus simply had to descend to that darkest of places to overturn its threat and to tear down its gates. We all face pain... And we all face death, and yes, many of us in the living world face the darkness of hell. So our Lord and Jesus Christ on that day of silence and stillness loved us so much that he descended even into hell to find the way to reverse everything that sin and Satan brought into existence to destroy the world. And there's no question that those beliefs and understandings would make no sense had this glorious morning not followed after that Holy Saturday. This glorious morning in which everything that Jesus walked through and everything that in this fallen world had achieved power and prestige, Jesus took to turning upside down completely. The resurrection of Jesus Christ, that which you have come into This holy sanctuary to remember and proclaim this morning took all that suffering and shame that Jesus carried the agony, the blood, the death, the darkness of hell amongst the living and the dead and totally undid it. Jesus's death destroyed death and made the whole world which had fallen into something new. For all of humanity nothing less than the creation that God intended in the beginning all the way back in the book of Genesis when he created the earth when he moved through the darkness and separated into the light when God imagined all living made in the morning and the evening the moon and the stars man and woman and said that all of it was intended to be good thanks to the resurrection of Jesus Christ we have the promise and the hope that the world will be that world again. And that all of us who believe and follow him will be like him in every way. So we too join with St. John Chrysostom and with St. Paul and with Christians for thousands of years when we say, Oh death, where is your sting? Oh hell, where is your victory? Christ is risen and you are cast down." Had Christ only lived and died, if we would have remembered Christ at all, we would only have a man to hold up to the world as a good example, as a good moral teacher perhaps, who lived a virtuous life and died sadly as so many failed prophets before him. But this morning we hear again the earth-shaking story, told with fear and trembling, mixed with confused joy, by those who follow Jesus. And we hear in that reading from St. Paul and Corinthians and from the Acts of the Apostles that there were not just a few people who claimed to see this, but hundreds and hundreds of people who saw it. They all went to the tomb first and found that something unbelievable had occurred. That tomb was empty. Christ's body had come back to life as the first fruit of the new life Christ had promised and not just an image or a metaphor, but physically back to life. And with that action of God, the sin that was first committed back again in that early book of Genesis, that first sin committed by Adam and Eve in the garden suddenly began to be overturned. The covenant made between God and the children of Noah, of Abraham, of Moses and David was opened wide to not just include them, but to start encompassing the whole world And God's promised kingdom, God's good creation, which includes us and all that we see around us, was set back on course, finally heading towards its completion and consummation in God. And all of it was given without a requirement of an action that we had to follow, other than simply believing and giving ourselves over to Jesus Christ. Think about that. Think about what that could mean in a world that suffers so much, a world that seems to be filled with more darkness than ever before. How could we, in the middle of the 21st century, still face the violence that we face, still face a rise in rates of suicide in this country? How is it that we who have so much are suffering so much today? Brothers and sisters, it is through this great promise of resurrection, that the world forever has been able to live without being afraid, we must fight back and bring that into our lives and overturn that fear that has come in amongst us again through Jesus Christ. And it's not just about the future, about living and dying and having life beyond life, though that's a part of it. What it's really about is the hope that we can live an earthly life as God intended us to do right here and right now through our love and through our promise and through our hope and through our focus on the one thing that has ever been able to overturn the problems we face, Jesus Christ. So that God's kingdom of love, of peace, of prosperity for all, of life eternal will come on earth as it is in heaven. Brothers and sisters, this is our day of salvation, our day of real freedom, freedom from sin and from death. For we are all children of God by adoption now through baptism so that we share in Christ's death and by sharing in that we will also share in being physically raised with Christ to live in that kingdom come, that new heaven and new earth which is God's intention for creation. I leave you this morning with... A passage of Holy Scripture we read when the sun was still rising early, early this morning here at All Saints. A reading from St. Paul in his incredible, amazing letter to the Romans. St. Paul says this to all of us on this Easter morning. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we have been buried with him by baptism into death so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection. We know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be destroyed and we might no longer be enslaved to sin. For whoever has died is freed from sin. But if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, we live in a world where we think we have all the answers. If we can just go a little further, if we can find the next medical cure, if we can elect the right politician, if we can do this, we can reach perfection. Friends, for over 2,000 years we've known That we can never achieve it on our own. There is only one way to reach that resurrection, that new life. And that is through the way we've been traveling on for 2,000 years. Knowing that all those years ago, one man came because he loved us. One man died on that cross to save us. And one man rose from the dead to give us hope in the face of death. Put your hope there and see how your life has changed. Happy Easter.